is the Story Mobile Podcast. We are a solar-powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. The St. Paul Almanac book was created in 2005 and has since been released annually. The goal is to bring together the diverse community of St. Paul through literary arts. The Almanac is a meeting place for sharing stories and artwork of our community. This year, the St. Paul Almanac released their 11th volume, On a Collected Path. As part of a reading festival, authors have gathered at various venues throughout St. Paul to read their fabulous work. On Sunday, May 21st, readers gathered at Cladow Coffee Shop to read their pieces from St. Paul Almanac's Volume 11, On a Collected Path. Next up, we have Donna Isaac, teacher and poet, likes to write poems centering on people and landscapes. Her two published chapbooks are Tommy, Red Dragonfly Press, and Holy Comforter, Redbird Chapbooks. Her poetry website is DonnaIsaac.com. Give her a round of applause. Thank I have one piece in here. It's actually a prose poem, but it looks a little bit like a narrative on the page. If you're following along, it's on 128. My grandmother, my maternal grandmother, lived on the east side of St. Paul. I was raised mostly in the south, but uh, my mom was from St. Paul. And as she, as she aged, she ended up getting Lewy body dementia. And if you know what that is, it's, uh, Robin Williams had that. Dr. Friedrich Lewy discovered abnormal protein deposits that disrupt brain functioning, behavior, and perception. One of the effects is that you can experience complex visual hallucinations. So the poem has a little bit of that in there. To Grandma Dolores, suffering from Lewy body dementia. Remember the good times we had on Magnolia Avenue where all the St. Paul streets were named after flowers? Yours was the only pink house on the block. Christmas visits were particularly special. Snow boots by the door, cookers bubbling with spaghetti sauce, the secret recipe rose totina share, totino, sorry. A rec room filled with ripped Christmas wrappings and a silver tree that rotated and played Oh Holy Night. Remember that New Year's Eve party when Grandpa dressed up like the New Year's baby, sporting a diaper and a golden sash? He used to chase us around the house, snapping false teeth in hand. <laughs> that was a little scary. Remember the beauty of your summer garden, zinnias, snapdragons, and gladiolas? Despite your love of pretty things, I learned you were not always very happy. Sorry. What made you so sad? Was it not getting to go to school like your little sister, Margie? Riding the streetcar to pick rags rather than read books? Was it your sad name? or having eight children with a husband who liked his bump of Fleischmann's and trips to Lenway's lounge. In later years, your love for Frank was like a color you wore upon your dress. 
I happen to know that he could be a hard man to love, especially with a shot glass in hand. You cried after Grandpa passed, wishing you could go too. Now you live in a center called Evergreen. Your lazy boy has a broken footrest, and your eyes, once bright as a winter-fed spring, stare blankly, ancient cataracts sparking like a sputtering lamp. I hope you liked the tiny manger scene I brought you from the Vatican. I enjoyed our conversation, which seemed to flow like yarn once flew between your knitting needles. It was nice walking down to the lunchroom with you. Everyone in Ember Evergreen seemed kind, even though the fellow with the Roy Orbison sunglasses tried to steal your banana cake. I'm glad you enjoyed the vegetable soup. Wasn't that funny when that one woman tried to take my coat and followed us to your room? She also tried to follow me out, insisting her husband was bringing the car around. Don't forget, though, that Grandpa has been gone now some 25 years, so you could not have seen him singing off-key in a church service while the Lutherans drank near beer and a nurse served cookies. Also, I really don't think that nurse would threaten you with a kick in the teeth. I'm so sorry you thought you saw a bloody baby's head wrapped in a sweater in the sink or that you saw Frank sticking his head in a mailbox. How scary. Be assured that these are imaginings, not real. Remember, too, my mom, your eldest girl, is also gone, about four years now. She's laid to rest in the Fort Snelling Cemetery. Please don't worry about the terrorist you see on TV. There's no need to keep cutting your phone cord. I was real glad to see you, Grandma, because I love you. Remember, some things you think you see aren't real. But I am, and you are, like the Velveteen Rabbit, a story we once read, your love makes me come alive. Thank you. To hear more stories, learn more about Storymobile, and to find out where we'll be pedaling off to next, visit storymobile.org.